Welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast, a place to be inspired and encouraged to live your life all out for Christ. Here are your podcast hosts, Brad and Jana Tuttle. going to share with you from our heart. We're going to share with you um, some things that the Lord has um, just really placed on our heart for you that I believe is going to encourage you. I believe is going to, my, my prayer, my hopes is it's going to light a fire in you. And some of you maybe have never heard this. Um, so today is a good day for this. So I just ask that you tune in, you listen, don't be distracted by anything, but just Take time today to really listen to the Word of God. Let it challenge you. And we know today by the end of this video that you are going to be excited about going and sharing Jesus with people. So I want to read, first of all, everyone's heard this verse before. Everyone knows this verse, but I'm going to read it because it's going to be the foundation of of kind of what what we're going to talk about today. And it's found in Matthew 28. Uh, There's also one found in the book of Mark, but we're going to read out of Matthew 28. And this is Jesus saying this uh, to not just those in attendance in front of him at the time, but this is something that's to all generations, to us as believers today. And um, it goes this way. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Mark, the book of Mark talks about preach, preach the gospel to all the nations. So our our commission, the last thing, the last things that people say are extremely important things. And this was one of the last things that Jesus said before he ascended. And he's telling us to go in his authority to make disciples. You make disciples by winning the lost, sharing the gospel. They come to Christ. We then disciple them. But I want to give you some statistics that you can that we can all understand this. And maybe you don't know this, but in the world today, there's a little over 7 billion people. And it's amazing to understand that almost half of those have never heard the gospel. So almost a little over 42% of the people in the world today have never even heard the gospel. So there's a great work to be done all over the world. There's a great work to be done abroad. I just got a messenger on my <laughs> iPad from a pastor in Kenya um, who's been tapping into the podcasts and the videos. And he's like, brother, come to Kenya. And, you know, you need to preach here and plant a church and all that. <laughs> so there's a need and people, there's a need all over. And there's incredible work being done by missionaries and evangelists literally all over the world and frontline workers going in and so there's a great work being done but the work has to continue but I always tell the people that I'm in front of that it's not just reaching 
it's not just the missions aspect of going abroad and you know we all get excited about going on a missions trip and going to a foreign country but there's a great work that's needed to be done here there's a great work we're in texas there's a great work to be done in yeah. texas in our neighborhood in our area and in, in your area there are um lost people all over right. so if it's okay i'm not trying to consume our time because i yes. but i i just wanted to give you a real quick story uh it was in my testimony that i shared and then let that drive us into what our part should be yes. um if you never heard my testimony the first time that i ever heard the gospel was when i was getting out of the navy and i was walking on the navy base in california in San Diego and I was about to get out and come back home I'd never been I, again I thought I was going to heaven because I was an American I <laughs> I didn't know anything about anything I mean I I swore you know smoked swore chewed and everything else you could do you know and I, I and I did it wholeheartedly and didn't think anything of it didn't think there was an eternity I didn't think about the cross I used to go to manger scenes and see the plastic Jesus in the manger and thought well that's good with a beer bottle in my hand so I thought I didn't know anything about any of this. No one ever talked to me about Christ when I was in high school. No one ever talked to me when I, and after that, and here I am, now I'm getting out of the service. And here's what happens. This guy, his name is Chuck. And someday Chuck's going to hear one of these times I'm talking about him. He's going to get a hold of me and said, that's me. But he, this guy came running up to me. I'm running back. I'm walking back from breakfast. And this, I heard these footsteps running up to me. Understand the words I'm using. He ran to me. So there was something in him that compelled him to do the great commission on this young guy that he didn't know from anybody. So he runs up to me and starts to witness to me, starts asking me about what I thought, think about life and all those different things and try to get in some probing my, from what I remember, probing my, what was I thinking about and where was my mind at and where was my heart at. And um, I kind of wanted him to get away, like, get away, dude, you know, and so I'm just, I'm, you know, blah, you know. So next thing I know, man, he just got right in front of me. He was on a mission Love it. of the Great Commission Love it. to do what Jesus called him to do, and that was to win souls. Yes. And he didn't have to go abroad. He didn't have to get on a plane to do it. He was right yes. there in his environment, in his world, That's Navy good. guy to Navy guy, and he says to me and stops me, in my tracks, starts giving me the gospel, tells me Jesus loves me. And that was the first time that I, number one, I'd ever heard that someone say Jesus loves you. And that I'd ever heard the gospel from this guy about the cross. And, you know, I'm a sinner. I need, I need Christ as my savior. You know, I'm lost without him. I'm all the things that we, the gospel should have in it. What we call the bad news and the good news. He shared that with me. And, um, all because that young man, and, and you know what? At that moment, I didn't pray to or believe on Christ as my Savior. Five years later, though, in my bedroom after being in a bar all night, when I got back home to my, to my apartment, I got in my bedroom and I fell on my knees by my bed. And I remembered at that time all the things that, God, that Chuck told me about the gospel. The gospel message came back to me, and I believed on Christ as my Savior and at that moment, I was never the same again. Mm. But I started thinking about as I was hearing our young, bold, young guitar player, young man of God crying out for lost souls. I thought, man, Chuck wanted to see my soul saved yes. so bad yes. that he was willing to yes. inconvenience himself yes. to get into my life and to share Christ with me. 
And I am only doing these things today because I'm born again because a young man took the time to witness with me. And understand, I don't say this anything about anything that I've done, but I've been able to travel all over the world and and share Christ and share the gospel. And all those people that have come to Christ, that have believed on Jesus, you know, are they going to be added into Chuck's account? Because he's the initial one that gave me the gospel that opened up my eyes. That was my moment. I believed on Christ. So think about that because of what he did and how that affected my life. And so we just want to encourage you. You know, the whole purpose of these is to encourage people, to inspire people, not to make anybody feel bad. But I think sometimes we need to ask ourselves, am I running to anybody? Yes, yes. Do I have a passion to to reach someone, my neighbor, my friend, my workmate, my family, do I ever open my mouth and tell people the gospel? Mm. And I guess my, our challenge and kind of what we want to bring this home is that it's, again, it's not just abroad, but it's here in our own world and it's our own lives. And, and I always tell people that are in our church, you know, it's one thing to, to go to people that we know that are not saved. Right, right. But there's a lot of people that I know that are in our lives, that we're around in our world, that if you ask them, I, you'll get answers, I go to church, or I prayed one time, or this or that. But this is not a judgment statement, but then you, you, you kind of you look at the life compared to the statement of, Yes, I prayed or I know about Jesus, but you look at lifestyles that aren't kind of matching up according to the word. And my point on that is that you don't, we don't know. We need to, in other words, we need to be so concerned about this and so desirous of those around us who are lost being saved that we may even want to look at those who may say they are. And if we are wondering, maybe they're not, we need to really make sure we're getting the gospel to Everybody that yes. we know that we believe may be in yes. need of that. Amen. And so that's one of the things we want to instigate and encourage yes. you. You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 9 that there's a harvest. And Jesus said it's white and it's ready. But what's needed are labors. And I don't believe that's just talking about labors to go to Africa. Right. Not just labors to go to China. It's that's labors right. here. I'm a laborer. I, I'll stand up. I want to be a laborer. I want to be used. And, I, I, you know, as I talk to you and I talk to her, I'm pointing a finger back at me. We all need to be more passionate and share this and do more of this because people around us are lost and dying without Christ. And there's a hurting world that needs Jesus. You know, um, just a couple of thoughts. The first thing I thought about when Brad was sharing with you is we had heard this um, a couple years ago. Um, this phrase, and I thought it was so good, we have to be willing to be inconvenienced. Mm. Uh, we live in a society that um, so many of us, are, our day planners are just packed with appointments and, you know, got, you have to get the kids here and here and sports and, and, you know, you've committed to things and, you know, you know your home life, your church life, every single thing. And so... So many times we're running behind schedule and when there is a divine appointment that's been put in front of us, we don't even see it. 
because we just don't have time. So we need to be aware of that. We need to ask the Lord in our morning times with him, um, you know, bring divine appointments to me, people who I can be a witness to today, be willing to be inconvenienced. And I also thought, um, there's a story in the Bible and it's in Acts 3. And um, it's the story of um, a lame man who was healed. But there's a point to this that I believe is very evangelistic. And um, in, in chapter three, it's Peter and John, they went up to the temple gate called Beautiful. Um, and there was a lame man who had been lame since birth. And he was laying there and he would be brought there and he would beg, he was begging for, um, it, it just gets me, he was, he was begging so that he could eat and that people would give him money. And he was in this destitute state. And um, Peter and John came to him and they said, silver and gold have I not, but what I have I give to you. And in the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. And the man was healed. And every time I read that, it, it touches me because we are walking every day by people who they are spiritually maimed mm, and lame. That's right. They're sitting right. there and they're wanting something that they think they need something that is just tangible, that can fill that void in their life for that moment. Just like that next meal, that next fix, that next addiction, whatever it is to fill that void. But like Peter and John, we have Jesus. We have the one thing that can change their life for eternity. And what is so amazing about that is Peter and John were in a place that they were aware, they were willing to be inconvenienced. And they said to the man, silver and gold have I not. I'm not gonna give you something that is temporal, but I'm gonna give you something eternal. They said, in the name of Jesus Christ, walk. And so when we, when we bring Christ to people, you know, it's not just saying the gospel message. And I believe that is the most important but it might be the Lord has placed someone in your mission field that you can befriend, that you can say, I'm going to start praying for you. Someone at work, they know you're a Christian. They say, I'm going through this in my life. Taking the time to have coffee with them, listening to them, counseling with them, bringing the word of God to them, praying that the Holy Spirit would start softening their heart. And then at that divine appointment time, being able to bring Christ to them, showing the tangible love of Christ. That's what Peter and John mm -hmm. did. They said, you know what? We're going to give you Jesus. We're going to give you something that can heal you, something that is going to bring a difference in your life. And so we encourage you today, just um, like Chuck, you know, that really... Um, touches me that this young man was willing to be inconvenienced. He was willing to run in front of Brad, <laughs> big bad Brad, <laughs> and, and um, put himself in harm's way, even though I know he wouldn't have knocked him to the ground or anything. But he was willing to be obedient to the Holy Spirit's leading. And even though Brad didn't come to salvation that day, those seeds were planted and years later, those seeds that were planted came back. The Holy Spirit brought that back. 
and Brad bowed his knee and asked Christ to be the Lord and Savior of his life. And so don't be discouraged. Be encouraged today that you are a light into darkness, that you are the salt of the earth, and that you need to continue to be that love of Christ, that light of Christ, and know that as you are speaking the gospel, as you are going forth, that those seeds are being scattered. They are being planted in you. All you have to do is do what the word says. Go, therefore, and make disciples, and the Holy Spirit will do the rest. He will start doing the work in their life. Amen. Amen. You know, the, you all know the story about Philip. He was sent to that dusty, dirty road to reach one person, and that was the Ethiopian eunuch. And he he was up there reading his Bible, didn't know what it meant, and there was Philip, and it said Philip ran up to the chariot and discussed Christ. Next thing you know, the guy's getting saved and getting baptized. Um, They found water water baptizing him. Love it. So I I, want to encourage anybody. You know, I've worked in evangelism since since I first got saved. You know, I started with the power team and then just constantly preaching the gospel and i think i think sometimes we people individual people go well you know that person says they've won fifty thousand people or or man they got a million people coming to their meeting or or they got a thousand people coming and they said they got five thousand got saved you know here here's the thing i, I unfortunately sometimes in america he, hearing all these big mega numbers seems to sometimes stifle the person who doesn't think that reaching one yes. person, I don't say it doesn't matter, but it's like, well, they're doing a great work. It's what can I do? Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not as significant, yes. but it is just as it significant Absolutely. because out of, you know, out of all the, we, we don't know who we're preaching to that could be the next whoever that could change the world. Or even if they just become a great dad or a great mom, that's just as important. So I want to challenge you, you know, it's not about, it's pe- certain people are designated to reach the masses but we're all designated to reach the one. That's right. So as Philip was sent to the one, God wants to send you to the one. Yes. And I don't know who that is, but you do. Yes. And maybe you don't now, but you will. Because as my beautiful wife said, and she was praying, and God opens up doors of opportunity, we believe you're going to be instigated, That's encouraged, right. and inspired to begin to do this. That's and right. let, me, let me say this before we go. Somebody says, well, I've never done it. And, and I know it can be scary. And that's one of the things that stops people. People get fearful. They don't want to be rejected. Yeah. It's one of the things that keeps most people from ever sharing the gospel. What if they reject it? And let me say this to you. Well, what if they do? At least you did your part. That's Remember, right. if you're giving them the gospel, the real gospel, the true gospel, that they were, they were born into sin, they're lost without Christ, God sent his son Jesus to die, to be their substitute upon the cross when he died and then rose again. He became victorious over sin and over death. And now through Christ and Christ alone, we are saved by Christ and Christ alone by faith in him. By coming to Christ alone, believing in him as their savior, they can now have relationship with their heavenly father. So we share the gospel, the real gospel with them. Understand something. It's number one, it's the, it's, it's the, it's the greatest thing that we could ever do. So but fear of rejection, fear of not knowing how to do it. So I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. Even if they reject it, at least you've given them the gospel. And maybe five years later, like me, they'll believe. Just do, we just need to do our 
part. Right. Don't be fearful about it. Just learn the gospel. If you don't know, go out there and do it. And someone says, well, I don't know where to start. I'll tell you where you can start. Just look at somebody today or tomorrow and walk up to them and say, hey, I just want to tell you something. Jesus loves you. And if that's the place where you've got to start to begin yes. to get, you know, the fear moved out and you begin to take your step forward, then start there. But we need to start somewhere. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to me. Yes. I'm talking to my wife. Yes. We all need to step up our game when it comes to being laborers in this great harvest field yes. that's out there that's ready to be harvested. Yes. And you know people, um, my father came to faith in Christ. I got saved, lived the life in front of him. He came to a meeting I was at. I shared my testimony, shared the gospel, and I watched my dad come forward to an altar and give his life to Jesus Christ. So you don't know who yes. God is going to use you to bring the gospel to that they may believe Amen. on Jesus as their Savior. Amen? Amen. So we hope you are encouraged today. We hope that this inspires you today challenges and you. challenges you today yes. because it challenges me. Yes, me too. There's people dying for their faith. Yes. There's the persecuted church, people all over the yes. world. They're, they've lost homes. They've lost family members. Lands. They've lost body parts they've lost church their church they've lost everything and they're still going out and they're still holding on to their faith and, and they're still going out and sharing the gospel for christ man the martyrs have laid laid down their lives in the centuries before us shed their blood for the gospel's sake let us let us not be lazy about this let us not care about let us not be in a place where we don't care you know somebody else is going to do it it's it's our calling. That's right. We're all called That's to right. be evangelists. That's right. Some have a gift of it, but we're all called office, yes. to evangelize. That's we're right. all called to share Jesus with people. That's right. That they might come to believe on him and have eternal life. Isn't that exciting? You're going to meet somebody, you're going to share the gospel, and they're going to have eternal life because you chose to run to them. Amen. You Amen. chose to be inconvenienced, and you said, you know what, I'm going to give up yes. my time because that soul is worth it. So right. this is exciting to me. Well, I hope you enjoyed today. I know you did. You were blessed by it. And again, like Brad said, just be encouraged, man. You have no fear. You just walk out there. You be led forth by the Spirit of God. Um, and you know what? You just watch the great things that the Lord will do and the doors that He will open for you to be able to witness. Until next time, bye. Glory to God. It's all about Jesus. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. We pray that you were inspired and encouraged. And until next time, remember to live all out for Jesus Christ. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.